listening to the Women's Online Wellness Podcast, a podcast all about your health and wellness issues that affect you every day. We want to educate, entertain, and maybe make you giggle a little along the way. No annoying statistics or jargon here, just information you can use every day to be healthier, happier, and less boring. All right, here's your host, OBGYN Dr. Ron Eaker. Welcome to another edition. Tonight's a little different because we're talking about something that may not actually impact you. In fact, I hope it doesn't, but it's definitely going to impact your kids or your grandkids. So I think it was worthwhile exploring the topic of vaping because if you don't live under a rock and you've been watching TV and you've been reading anything over the last few weeks, you've heard this term, vaping, and If some of you are like me, and not really too up on all this, and not too bright when it came... I mean, when I first heard the term, I was thinking, well, what's the big deal about a bunch of kids sitting around snorting Vicks Vaporub? I mean, my grandmother used to do that every night when she had a cold. What's the big... So I learned that's not exactly what it meant. In fact, there was a lot I didn't know about it until I started really researching this particular uh, video, and I was actually shocked at, at the stuff I learned. So I figured if, if I was pretty stupid on this, chances are that maybe some other folks could benefit from getting just the cold hard facts about what all this vaping stuff is, what it means, why it's important, why you should be listening to this and how it really applies to you. Now, hopefully, you're not out there vaping. I mean, hopefully, folks in our generation are have been so well-schooled on the dangers of putting stuff in your lungs, uh, the smoking uh, debacle that we all live through, and unfortunately, a lot of us didn't live through because of what it created, But my guess is a lot of you out there have kids or grandkids that this could markedly affect. And that's the real issue right now. It's not, I don't want to get into some debate about whether vaping should be made illegal and comparing it to cigarettes. I mean, that's just, to me, that's so stupid. And I'll explain my reasons why in a little while. But the real importance is the impact that this is having on people under the age of 25. So that's why I think you ought to be listening, not only to be a well-informed wowser, because we only like well-informed wowsers, but we want people who can really interpret the news and not just be told the news. So let's get straight to it. What is vaping? What exactly is that? Well, simply means it's inhaling and exhaling an aerosol. The key point there is the term aerosol. There's a lot of misperceptions that this is just water vapor or it's just some harmful substances we're putting into lungs. It's an aerosol. What the heck is an aerosol? An aerosol is a gaseous liquefied particles. These are not benign water vapor. I mean, it's like the difference between boiling a pot or or humidifier by your bed and inhaling the humidifier, which is just water vapor, or taking a 
a spray can of, of deodorant and snorting it. That's an aerosol. There's a difference. An aerosol contains particles, oftentimes uh, heavy metals, oftentimes carcinogenic substances, oftentimes things that are not meant to go in your lungs. They get a grip, folks. Come on. So there is a huge difference between, you know, this idea, they use the term vape or vapor, and people normally think, okay, vaporizers, that's what I stick next to my bed when I have a cold so I can breathe better and I might put a little bit of menthol in there. That's not what this is. This is a, a particle-filled conglomeration of stuff that gets down into your lungs, and we'll talk about the effect that that has. Well, this all started back in 2007, Nine, or 12 years ago, think about this, when e-cigarettes first came on the market. And, and let's talk a little bit about what this, what this is because it all stems from the e-cigarette craze and it's blossomed into this marketing tool to young kids. But basically an e-cigarette is a mouthpiece. It's a small little area for the liquid, and we'll talk about that liquid in a minute, and it's a heating element. And essentially what happens is the cartridge or the pod or whatever that little thing contains gets heated by the heating element, oftentimes with battery run, and that is what creates the aerosol. It doesn't create water vapor. It doesn't create harmful uh, mist. It's an aerosol that's full of garbage. It's just, I mean, literally it's full of the most frightening stuff. Most of the contents of the typical e-cigarette was a chemical base called propylene glycol and also contained a vegetable oil like glycerol. That was what gives it the smoke cloud. It gives it the illusion of being smoking. And originally this came about because people thought, well, we can make it safe. So we can make it so it's better than cigarettes. So we can make it so people can get off smoking and can just do this, which is less harmful. That was the intent. Well, this is a perfect illustration of the uh, problem associated with unintentional consequences. So when e-cigarettes first hit the market, they were touted, not proven, not studied, but touted to be safer than cigarettes. Well, of course, they contain nicotine. Nicotine is an amazingly addictive substance, more addictive than sugar, and that's pretty addictive if you know what I'm talking about. But nicotine is, is the major addictive substance in cigarettes. And they put this, it's a major component in 98% of the pods that people use in e-cigarettes, and that includes in vaping. So the, the contents of these pods, these things that get heated up and then get aerosolized and breathed in into the lungs is the propylene glycol. I mean, come on. Do, do you really want, to, I mean, just something that says propylene glycol, would you want to just snort that? Is that a smart thing to do? Don't think so. Glycerol, or glycerin rather, and nicotine. I mean, that was the original mixture. And nobody knew what happened when you heated this stuff. It, it aerolized, and that's what gave it the vapor. And it looked 
pretty. In fact, it, it, it looked crazy because you've seen some of these people do it. It's not just a little puff of smoke. It's, it's like you're some magician trying to, to blow out something to cover up the lady you're making appear on the stage or the rabbit you're pulling out of the hat. I mean, this is a lot of smoke. I was driving down the road the other day and their car in front of me and the guy was obviously doing this and the smoke billowing out of this guy's window, I thought the car was on fire. But, you know, it just it illustrates how crazy this is. Uh, hey, Trina, Car oh, Caroline, my daughter. Hey, Caroline, my daughter. Uh, Miss Hager, good to see you. Lori, Tamara, and Katie, my other daughter. My wife are even watching this. This is so cool. This is the first time they've watched any of these things. I've no, I'm just kidding. They watch them all the time because I make them. I ask them to please watch so I can have people watch. Anyway, I get distracted easily. So, we're talking about these e-cigarettes these e that contain nicotine, you've all heard that term, and propylene glycol and glycerol. So it all started back in 2007. Well, people didn't pay that much attention to it because they thought it was a good thing. They thought it was getting people off cigarettes, which they actually have subsequently shown that it's not very effective at doing that. The other point is, it's not really thought to be that much healthier because as I mentioned, nicotine is one of the key substances that creates so much of the problems. But also at the time, we didn't really know what all this crap going in your lungs was doing. Well, now we have a little better idea and we're gonna talk about that in just a second. But the thought of at the time. So everybody went on their merry way and doing their e-cigarettes and, and looking cool like the Marlboro Man, Marlboro Man of the 21st century. So they come up to the last couple of years and they decided that there's a lot more money to be made if they were broadening how they packaged the and marketed the e-cigarettes. And they'll tell you it's not intentional, but when you look at the numbers, the vast majority of people today that are actually vaping, which is, again, using either the e-cigarette thing or the little jewel thing we'll talk about, or, or the mods, which is the little personalized uh, vapes, most of them are under 25. And a significant number are in high school and grade school. That's where you really begin to start to see the problems because these things were still full of nicotine. So you're seeing kids, all right, here's the idea. People would justify it saying, well, it's gonna keep people from starting smoking. Well, that's like saying, okay, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give a kid a shot of vodka just so he won't drink the whole bottle. I'm not sure the logic of that really makes sense. But that was the theory behind it. We'll just give them something safer to do that's still garbage and probably gonna kill them, but we're gonna make it safer so they don't take up the evil cigarettes. I find it ironic that the big cigarette companies are the ones buying up the major vaping companies that are producing these products. How ironic is that? Nah, don't think so. Big cash. Anyway. Uh, what what uh, what happened was you started seeing an explosion of the cartridges or the pods or the things that you could load these e-cigarettes, and you also started seeing an explosion in the different ways of packaging. When they first came out, they literally looked like cigarettes or cigars. 
Well, then they decided, well, let's, let's change that around. So probably the leader in this was the Jewel, J-U-U-L, not J-E-W-E-L. These are anything but jewels. They came out with this device that literally looked like a flash drive. And it became incredibly popular. And it also became the favorite of a lot of younger folks because it, A, looked like they were just toting around a flash drive when they were in uh, Mr. Smith's eighth, eighth grade science class and he saw one of these things and, oh, it's just a flash drive. Well, no, it was their e-cigarette jewel that they were going out on the playground in between class and puffing propylene glycol in their lungs. But it made it easier for them to hide those things and it, it skyrocketed in popularity with young kids. In fact, I've got some statistics here I'll, I'll get to and, and just, yeah, there was more than a, get this, get this, there was more than a 900% increase in middle and high school students using these devices in the last five years. A 900% increase. That should speak Volumes. In fact, right now they estimate that 72% of the market of people using these products are under the age of 20. 72%. That's where I see the problem. I'm a huge libertarian when it comes to medical decisions and people choosing their own path. I think people have a intrinsic God-given right to choose their path. Now, if their path is really stupid, that's their right. We, we have a lot of stupid out there. We've got a lot of folks that make some really dumb decisions even though they have good information. Where I draw the line is in young folks, and then by that I'm talking middle school, high school, who don't have the information don't have, in many cases, the ability to differentiate the potential harm, that's where I have a bone to pick with the people producing these products because they're purposefully, no matter what they say, I'm telling you here, they're purposefully targeting these folks. I mean, how many adults are looking for donut-flavored vaping uh, loads? How many are looking for gummy bear flavored? How many are looking for cotton candy flavored? That's what they're marketing out there. And you can't tell me they're targeting 50-year-old grandpa sitting on his back porch playing his banjo. No, they're looking for Billy Bob who's in the ninth grade and trying to figure out how to look cool. That's where I have the problem from a health standpoint in allowing these products to go unregulated, which largely they are. So let's go back to the, the technical part because I want everybody to really understand what we're talking about. As I mentioned, they've got different devices now. I mentioned that Juul. In fact, that's so common now, a lot of times people just talk about not vaping, but just Juuling and, and just using a Juul. That has become synonymous like Kleenex is for blowing your nose. They. Uh, the real key to understand the problems with the pathophysiology here is there's this heating element that heats these liquids, these volatile liquids, because you want to get the aerosol, you want to blow out the smoke, but in heating these things, it 
can immediately alter the content. It can alter what you're actually getting. They can put one thing in this pod, but by the time it's heated and ingested into your lungs, it can be a very different chemical. That's where we get into the problems because in the last several years, what they have used to load these things with has gone much beyond the glycerol, the propylene glycol, and the, the uh, uh, nicotine. Now, one of the most common ingredients in these loaded pods is THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, which is the psychoactive substance of marijuana. And that has actually been what's associated with a lot of the medical issues that we've been seeing recently. There's been an absolute tsunami of uh, problems associated with lung issues secondary to some of these, uh, some of these different devices and uh, contents. Probably the, the most common factor right now is the, con the contents of the THC. In many states, as you know, Recreational marijuana is legalized and there's a lot of restrictions and there's a lot of uh, different, uh, different ways of making sure that the product is reasonable. Well, in, in the majority of states it's still not and of course nationally it's still not. So needless to say, there is a huge monster black market, if you will, or off, off the street market the majority of these products are actually made in China. And if anyone has done any reading about drug manufacturing or just good manufacturing policies, they know that there are a lot of issues with products, especially health-related or high-tech products coming out of China. And there is some evidence now that with the increased tariffs, the importers have been looking to even lower priced products and when they get to be lower priced products you're talking about the severe potential for contamination you're looking at people getting stuff that they have no clue as to what they're getting and there's a lot of documentation for that in fact i, I pulled some statistics that i thought was were, were quite frightening in some of these off-label or these internet purchased or these street vendor purchased almost again probably 90 percent are coming out of out of china oh that just i just figured it out it's the trump tariffs that have caused this problem that's the it's trump's fault trump has caused 800 lung disease problems secondary to the tariffs and I hope you know I'm being incredibly satirical here. That probably has absolutely nothing to do with it. But there's no question that the increase in going for these lower quality products have increased in our market. Anyway, uh, 805 confirmed cases. Now here's what's kind of frightening. I did this research a day and a half ago. I just saw literally five minutes ago a post from the CDC that said now that number had gone from 805 to 1,086 in a day and a half. This is gonna turn out to be a lot worse than what we initially expected. If we're seeing that degree, if we were seeing that level of increase of a 
disease, like if we were if we were tracking a particular infectious disease and we were seeing that slope on the increase in that short period of time, it'd be a, a much greater outcry than what we're seeing right now from uh, from the government. But anyway, over a thousand confirmed cases of this lung problem, and here's part of the issue is there's such diversity in the problems it's causing. Everything from what we call a lipoid pneumonia, which is where you get fatty particles into the lung tissue, to pneumonia-like symptoms, to shortness of breath, to coughing. There's some people that got such a bad pneumonitis or inflammatory reaction to the lung, they've had to go on ventilators. I think there's the latest count is up to 18 deaths. What's interesting is the majority of the illnesses that don't result in death are under the age of 23, the vast majority of illnesses. The majority of deaths are in people who are over the age of 45. Now, it's really not any surprise because, one, anybody over 45 who's doing this is just dumb, it's just stupid, and they probably made a lot of other dumb decisions in their life. But besides that, they're probably more likely have been smokers and have other compromises, so they're not, they're, they're, constitution is not that strong to start with so then you throw this garbage into their lungs it sets up this amazing inflammatory reaction and they're you know they better get their their stuff in order because it's, they're not going to last very long so the young folks are getting sick but thank goodness that a lot of them are surviving now we don't know what the long-term sequelae is remember this stuff's only been around for 12 years I mean, the first 12 years cigarettes were around, there were doctors on TV doing cigarette commercials. You, those of you who are old enough to remember that, there were doctors, I mean, go on YouTube sometime and, and go in there and put doctor's cigarettes advertisements. And literally, there'll be a doctor in there puffing on a cigarette saying, you know, I, I choose Cools because they taste better and, you know, they don't mention it and they probably kill you a lot quicker. But so for the, for the first few years of smoking, before we had the data, we didn't know really the problem was there. Well, I think we're gonna see that with this as the science gets more developed. They're working very steadily in trying to really elicit what kind of short-term and long-term effects come from this. Now, obviously, a lot of time has to go by before you can determine long-term effects. Now, they've done studies in rats and monkeys and it ain't pretty. I mean, rats have a lifespan where a, a week in a rat's life is about equivalent to seven years in a human's life. So they've done studies in rats where they expose them to these vaping things. And I mean, these are some sick, sick rats. And they, <laughs> I just, I never want to die. I, I hope that, that reincarnation is not real. I don't think it is because I don't want to die and come back as a white lab uh, rat. That's just not a happy way to go. But the animal data is indicating that this is not gonna be a pretty picture long-term for people, especially if you're starting to do it when you're 12, when you should be trading baseball cards and trying to figure out why that girl makes your stomach upset. That's what you ought to be doing, not sucking these garbage into your lungs. Anyway, I digress. So, um, let's see, where did I want to go from there? I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, 
the problem associated with the ingredients and where it comes from. Yes, there are some legitimate good manufacturers, just as there are legitimate good manufacturers of generic drugs, but there's also a lot of garbage out there. And unfortunately, in this day and time, with the lack of regulation and the lack of, of consistency, it's very difficult for the consumer to know where he's getting and the manufacturer of the particular product he's ordering, whether he's ordering off the internet, whether he's getting it from Bubba down on the corner, or whether he's getting it from some 12th grader at school. They have no clue as to what they're getting. The, the regulation is almost non-existent for that. Uh, and there's even people now who are making up their own concoctions. I mean, you literally can go on YouTube and it'll tell you how to make up your own vape juice and God only knows what's going in that garbage. So, I mean, that's, that's a big part of the issue right now is we just don't know. Uh, I mean, this, this idea of should we really be aggressive at banning stuff and limiting the sales of things uh, simply because we know cigarettes are a lot worse and we're not banning cigarettes, so if we're not banning cigarettes, we shouldn't be banning these. Well, I mean, that's, that's the most absurd logical fallacy that I, I mean, anybody who proposes that argument is just, I, I think, a moron. Because that's like, that's, that's saying that we know something is harmful, but because we know it may be a little less harmful than something else, let's give it a ride and see how many other teenagers we can put in the hospital. I mean, I just don't see the logic there. It makes no sense to me. Um, Part of the reason we don't know the long-term sequela is, again, the age of the folks that are doing this. We know that the adolescent brain isn't fully developed in its neuronal connections until about 25. And we have absolutely no idea what impact these types of inhalants have on that kind of neural development. So that's why we're concerned that this may have impacts way beyond just lung problem. There's, again, animal studies and some early human studies that show that there is an interference with the neural development in young people when they're exposed to things like nicotine. So even if we just took all this other garbage like the THC, the impurities, the heavy metals, all the other crap that gets put in this, and we just look at the nicotine, we know for a fact that there are changes in the neuroplasticity, the, neural, uh, the neurochemicals that create the pathways that allow people to develop memories and concentrate and develop social skills. Nicotine is an amazing addictive substance. So we're seeing these kids that we, that never would have even thought about smoking and getting addicted to the nicotine, now taking this up and getting just as addicted to the nicotine as if they were smoking. I mean, one pod, for example, with the Juul, one pod that lasts about 200 puffs, and depending on how much you use it a day, that could be a day, it could be a day and a half or two days, that's equivalent to about a pack of cigarettes. So this is not a benign thing. This is not something that is just a bunch of water vapor and it just looks fun and fools people into thinking that they're smoking and they're not really not. Yes, they're getting this addictive substance in their in their 
system just as much as someone who's smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. And I, I love one of the uh, one of the health people uh, who's studying this at the FDA said, quoted says, while and this is a perfect example, talking about trying to get people. The whole idea behind this was get people to stop smoking. But what they said is, while trying to solve one huge public health problem, cigarette smoking, we may have just created another colossal one, the law of unintended consequences. Here's a couple of other statistics that'll tickle your, your fancy. Two-thirds of the patients are male. That's because males are dumb. We are, as a species, very dumb. So we have to look cool. We have to prove our testosterone levels. And what better way than sucking down a bunch of oil into our lungs? Two-thirds of the patients are male. The median age of people who have suffered from these lung diseases is, is 23 years old. 62% are between 18 and 24. Ah, I gotta tell you, it's, it's scary stuff. Of the patients who have suffered these diseases, 75% have been using products with THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, the active ingredient in marijuana. So that seems to be the only thread that's pulling a lot of these cases together. I mean, the bottom line is folks don't know what's in this stuff. And here's the other problem. If it was just one product, those are easy to pull off the shelf. You remember years ago when there was the Tylenol scare, the person was uh, lacing the Tylenol with, with cyanide or something, and it was just Tylenol. So the simple result was pulling Tylenol off the shelf. Well, in here with the people who they've looked at who developed these lung problems, there were 234 different e-cigarette products that they had been using. 234 different products along 87 different brands. That shows the scope of the problem. It also shows how widespread these contaminants in this, this and I don't want to, and I also don't want you to misinterpret this. It's not just the contaminated products. It's just not the tainted products. This could be coming, there, there are many people, about 18% of the people who developed the lung problems actually were only using products from certified regulated stores that sell them, that generally sell quality products. So it's not just the tainted stuff. That's the majority of it. But if even if you get a good quality product, you run the risk of creating this problem of this lung disease. Looking through here, I want to make sure I've covered everything that I, I want. You know, the flavored cigarettes we talked about, I mean, that's just a marketing tool through and through. Uh, NBC News, <coughs> excuse me, NBC News did a lab analysis of some of the vapor oil that contained THC. I thought it was fascinating. And they bought, they went out and bought these from street vendors and people. How would you like to have that job? You know, my daughter, who's a news reporter, that's what I'm going to suggest that she do, is she go to some destitute part of town, go out on the street corner and buy a bunch of vape juice from, you know, uh, one of the street vendors. 
Just kidding. Not going to do that story. No, no, no. But anyway, that's what they did. They went out and sampled all these things. And they found that every single sample that they bought from a street vendor tested positive for pesticides containing this thing that I can't even, am not even going to try to pronounce. It's a fungicide that when burned, turns into hydrogen cyanide. Okay, I don't think I have to tell you, cyanide is not something that you want to put in your cheesecake or in your Coke or in your vape juice. But every single one of these products, they tested positive for that. Just an illustration of the problem associated with this stuff. The other thing, uh, the other thing we're seeing is even contaminants like Vitamin E can create problems because it sets up an inflammatory reaction and there are a lot of these, these vitamin E derivatives that end up in these products that creates this inflammatory reaction in the lungs. I'm almost afraid to look at my newsfeed to see if even in the 30 minutes that we've been talking about this, if the number of cases had increased. Anyway, let me look. Hey, Wanda, Cindy, and, and Dina, and Nancy. Um, Sherry, good to see all of you guys. Benita, thank you all for watching. I, I, boy, sometimes I just get my panties in a wad over the craziest things. But this was a health issue that really began to get my dander up as I saw the number of young kids that were affected by this. You know, if you're, a, if you're an idiotic adult and you're making a choice to do this, you know, you can't fix stupid. If you're just going to do that, then, then you're just going to have to settle for what you got. But if, uh, if you're a young kid and you're just trying to fit in like so many of us did and continue to do, and you just want to try the latest craze and you're just wanting to be a part of the group, um, you know, this, this is serious stuff. And if you've got a child or a grandkid, my message to you tonight, my purpose for you tonight was one, to hopefully educate you a little bit so you have a better understanding of what this is all about so that you can sit down with them and have a conversation where you understand what is going on. Because that's step number one is the knowledge. And then step number two is applying that knowledge. So I would encourage any of you who have any friends, relatives, children, grandchildren, uh, anybody who potentially could be involved with this, just begin to, the discussion to, to help educate it, to let them know the dangers involved and that this isn't just some <clears throat> benign, fun thing to do, that it does have consequences and help to educate them, help to make them aware of where they can get some accurate and informational resources, and, and just open that dialogue. You know, if you don't ask, they're not going to tip. So I just think that's the message that I wanted to get across tonight. I appreciate everybody for being around and sticking with me through this rant, and I hope I, hope I didn't go off on too much of a tangent. But the whole purpose behind this community is to, to educate, to entertain, to motivate, uh, to help you to 
make better good choices and healthy decisions because if you, as you remember, I finished every, every one of these with the same thing and I'm gonna do it tonight and it's even more important tonight. And please share this with people who need to hear it. And that's simply make healthy choices. Well, let me tell you a bit of good news. My oldest daughter, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but she's getting married in two weeks. So the Eaker household is in full wedding prep. We are so excited. We love her fiance, it's a wonderful family. We, we're just so excited for her. So I tell you that just to let you know that I may not be as on schedule with these in the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna try, but I can't promise because you know where my heart and my priorities are. So until I'm here next time, again, make healthy choices. Thank you for listening to the Women's Online Wellness Podcast. To join the conversation, access show notes, and discover bonus content, join our private Facebook community by sending a request to Women's Online Wellness. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or to get more information, email Dr. Eaker at r-e-a-k-e-r at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, choose to be healthy. Thank you.